0: You're listening to The Real King. With Joe and Heidi King. We made it to February. February. We made it.
1: How do you naturally say it? February. Say it, Max. February. February. Yes,
0: we no, have I, Maximus on tonight.
1: Maximus Joseph King.
0: Everybody's like, I love that name. Like
1: who, who? You know what? Every single time I tell somebody at work my kid's name, they absolutely freak out. They're like, yeah. "That's the best name I've ever heard." Hmm. Yeah. So you're welcome.
0: <laughs> Thank you.
1: You're welcome. Because it's some a big pe- name. Some people don't get awesome names.
0: You have to. You have to live up to your name. Now someone's gonna look me up. Yeah, 100%. They're going to see awesome baseball videos and cool YouTube channels. Yes.
1: So we might as well, you know, get this out of the way right away. So Christina is not with us this time because she is blessed to be with Pastor Tim, her dad, um, in a different uh, location while he is going through the healing process of his kidney transplant.
0: Praise God. Yes. What an amazing chain of events. You know, it was just what, when did we do the Pastors on Fire? October. So just in October, Pastor Tim was called up for prayer, um, went through uh, prayer and uh, prophetic words about him either being healed or receiving a kidney. Mm Mm-hmm. The wait, uh, was planned to be, um, anywhere from July of 24 onward up to like three years or whatever.
1: Yeah. Well, and just to back, to rewind a little bit, he has been, we have been praying for a kidney for over three years. Yeah. So since 20, that would make it what, 2020 or 2021? Yeah. 2020. We've been praying
0: for a kidney or healing. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But through all that, there was so many things that but happened, But he had, too.
1: like, a fresh word in October. Yeah,
0: yeah and, and going through that, you have to remember, like, um, his main source of medical treatment actually kicked him off the list. Mhm. Um, you know, there was a lot to do with that, which some of it was political, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, well,
1: and then he... Um so I was actually talking to some nurses about, you know, his the testimony that he got a kidney and they were actually in shock and awe because they don't know many people that have gotten transplants mm. and they're and they're in the medical field. So, like, it's it's not a lot of people die on transplant yeah. plantless. And just the amazing fact that he received one is absolutely a miracle and so if you're listening and you are on a transplant list yourself or know of someone that's on a transplant list begin to like pray fervently yeah because pastor tim had just people all around him praying fervently that he would receive that kidney and we were speaking to it and speaking to it and speaking to it year after year after year and then Someone then didn't even know him, you know, just in fresh October, like spoke to the situation and just all these different things. And then now we are reaping the benefits of that miracle that took place through God. But it was the help of the fervent prayers of the righteous.
0: This is the thing, too, is you think about when people receive a medical diagnosis of you have, you know, cancer, kidney failure, liver disease, yeah. heart disease, yeah. um, you know, brain tumors. Oftentimes people give up the will to live quick. Mm-hmm. Um, so Pastor Tim B, my dad, my whole life he's been a warrior. He's been a fighter. Yeah. Um, he's he's always put himself in a position to go against The grain. Um, You know, as Christians, we're Protestants. We're Protestants. We are protesting in Reformation against a particular um, religious stance or belief, right? Mm -hmm. So um, instead of the ritualistic um, habit of Catholicism, we've become evangelical and free in spirit and nature and we worship differently, you know? So there's, there's a rebellion that comes with us to have that spiritual freedom. There's a, a deliverance that happens to the bondage of those, those spiritual things. So this man being, uh, at one point, a great evangelist, a pastor, a teacher, yeah, all these things, that is all, and then he was like a, a weightlifter, like a bodybuilder when he was younger too. So all these things, you know, that God's put in his character mm-hmm. have helped him to be a fighter. So, so many times, just even in the last three years, they're like, you shouldn't be alive. Ephesians, I feel like we just read this. Um, you know, obviously Ephesians 6, you're, you're always going to get the full armor of God. But in 12 it says, For we are not wrestling with flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against the despotisms, against the powers, against the master spirits who are the world rulers of this present darkness, against the spirit forces of wickedness in the heavenly supernatural sphere. 13. Therefore, put on God's complete armor that you may be able to resist and stand your ground on the evil day of danger, and having done all the crisis demands to stand firmly in your place. So we're to stand and then stand. Stand therefore, hold your ground, having tightened the belt of truth and around your loins, and having put on the breastplate of integrity of moral rectitude and right standing with God having shod your feet in the gospel of peace. So we, we often read those scriptures and we just think about the act of putting on the armor or being covered. We're covered. Mm-hmm. But he actually continuously talks about standing. Like, you, you don't lose ground. Yeah. You dig your feet in. Mm-hmm. You know, and Pastor Tim, is, he's got a lot of practice doing that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's good at digging his heels in. Max, what do you think about your, your grandfather receiving this?
0: It's a
2: blessing. I mean... You probably spend, spend more yeah.
0: you spend more time with him than probably anybody in the world. yeah. I mean it was what?: it has, definitely free him up
1: What has God shown you through this?: be, Like
2: be ready and season out, no, man. Yeah, it's crazy. you <laughs> are yeah. all just sitting, and then all of a sudden, it's like, boom, whoa.
1: And you happened to be the one that was standing right next to him when he got the the phone call.
2: Yeah, that was pretty. That's pretty cool.
1: You were like Grandpa. What did you say?
2: Well, I heard his phone ringing. I was showing him videos of a uh, four-stroke dirt bike, and I heard his phone ringing, and he was pulling it out to kind of just, like, silent or whatever.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and i just seen UW on it, Madison, and that's where he got his kidney transplant. I was like, oh, maybe you should answer that. Then right when he answered it, I went over to Christina, and I was like, well, we all, I knew what was going on. And I went over to her, and I was like, "SUW,"
0: And it's 9 o'clock at night, so we all know what's going on. (laughs) Yeah, and then, Max, you've always been on the prophetic side of things. Yes. You know, even when when Odessa called and was like, or texted, like, I need to tell you something. Like, Max just goes, what's going on from the backseat? Yeah. And we're like, just don't worry about it. And he's like, she's pregnant. (laughs) And then (laughs) later on... (laughs) She sends another message. I gotta call you guys. And Max is like, "Oh, she's having twins." Yeah,
1: like you know. So there's always, stuff.
0: yeah. God's done something with him where he he can spot somebody that he's met twice. Their car, two miles away in traffic. Yeah, you know. Ever since he was little, he's always had those. So for you to be standing there at that time, and then all that te- you know, oftentimes. When we think about like change in our life, most people lean towards crisis, Mm. you know, and what Max just said is instant in season and out. We need to be instant when it comes to our, our life changing for the better. Yes. Because that was a moment in time where everybody's life just changed for the better.
1: Absolutely. Forever. It
0: threw everybody into ant mode. Like little worker ants. We all got in our little lines to do yeah. our job. Uh, you know, Carlos and Christina upended their lives. Yeah. Like to, one, Christina go basically live in Madison now until he's released.
1: Like she's been there for over, what, 12 days now? Yep.
0: Carlos has had to hold down the home front here, pl- work full time, plus anything they need in Madison. He drops everything and goes. Yeah. Um. We got the dogs. I don't know how <laughs> that happened. That's miraculous three too. Three little wiener dogs. We kind of forced. I, I for some reason, I kept pushing Paso Lynette to bring them dogs over so I could get them acclimated to Pluto. Like a month ago.
1: You know, that's it. It was only three weeks ago. Yeah. The whole thing, like these are these moments in time where I. God uses these experiences and then for you to talk about them because it shows people that he's not this God that sits up in heaven and has no part of anything and is just watching. Mm -hmm. Like so many people view God as that being, that I'm going to live my life here and then one day I'll be with you. Mm -hmm. And it's just not like like it's so much more than that. It's, It's so much more... Because he's present with you every single day, every single moment. He's omnipresent, which means yeah. he's all around you. And when you actually just sit and like focus on that and focus on just being in his presence, you begin to see him in absolutely everything around you. Mm-hmm. So in in like retrospect, even to this stuff happening, this is so crazy to me. Because you pray for something. And you always believe it, right? That's where your faith comes in. So you pray for something and you, in faith, because faith is...
0: The evidence of things not seen. The
1: evidence of things not seen.
0: Mm.
1: Okay? So you're praying in faith that you're not seeing them right now, that something is going to occur, Mm. whether that be healing or whether that be a breakthrough in your marriage or whether that be something for your children or whether that be something for yourself or financially or just all these different areas of life. Okay? Okay and then when you pray them you have two options that take place either they're right away mm-hmm. which we've seen many of those Max have you seen miracles happen instantly
2: yes yeah, to me, myself.
0: what 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 happened just you were you were involved in a um what was that July or something like that August the quinceanera. yeah
1: that you were in what happened when you were practicing
2: oh yeah there was a there was a like a foreign lady they didn't even speak English. And then we ended mm-hmm. up praying for her, and we got word like...
1: What stirred? Did an adult tell you to pray for her? No, because God is omnipresent. So what did God... There was
0: three of you boys. What did that, God yeah.
1: tell you specifically, a 15-year-old boy, to do? Pray for her. Pray for her. God told a 15-year-old boy to pray for a full-grown adult woman that's not even like that's not even our cult like in our our um what's the word i'm looking for here like she's a completely different culture like she's completely it has
0: no english when when that happened was it a large booming voice or did god activate something in you through seed of thought
2: it was just kind of went with it like we were all standing there and all of a sudden like we got word of this so we're like okay let's pray and that's another thing just kind of be ready like not ready to knock each other's heads off well there's, pray there's for, people know? that
0: probably don't understand how god speaks to you did you feel something to lead you to pray um was it something you had long thought about as you went through your night like hey maybe we should or was it instant where you were quickened in your flesh like we should pray for this lady
2: well, there's different, I mean, sometimes it's like that, but sometimes it's like instant, you know, Where it's mm-hmm. like, it's on your heart for a minute and other times it's like, it's either now or never, you know? So you just kind of do it.
0: Yeah. And did you, did you have, um, uh, did your spirit man just like think like if we pray, this lady's going to be healed or, or we should just pray just because yeah, it was kind of like
2: just pray just
0: cause.
1: Yeah. Which is awesome still because that's called mm-hmm. the first response. Yeah. Like you have first responders that come out, right? They're the they're the people that immediately get a call once an issue happens, yeah. And they're there first. A lot of the times, they're there before even the paramedics are there. And for these fifteen year old boys, these teenagers, their first response was like pray.
0: Yeah, and pray. it was it was like a mixed crowd. Not everybody there was like in their youth group or anything, you know? right?
1: So, when you guys prayed, did you have an interpreter or did you just pray in English?
2: We prayed in English. I think my dad started off, then (laughs) I think I ended it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure with a, like a pretty, you actually, you you started it off.
0: That cheat encounter. You started off, I agreed in prayer with you boys. And then the only thing I did is. I told her a testimony of a lady I know that was healed of the same cancer before we left. Yeah. And she, as soon as you said the name of Jesus, she just started agreeing with you guys. Yeah. And it was very, um, you know, it, it was a, you could feel that everybody was sincere there.
1: A week or so later, a month or so, however long it was.
2: Yeah, what, you know, what happened? would like a video of her ringing the bell at the hospital because she was completely free. But those miracles just kind of happen, like, whoa. Like, some take time, and, like, that's expected. But there's other times, like, me myself get, like, instant miraculous healings or something, like, right away, which I've had. And it's like, whoa. Yeah. So it's like, that's a thing.
0: You (laughs) had one when we were out of town, right?
1: Yeah, Yeah, with your knee? Yeah. What was that one?
2: Well, I was, like, I hurt myself pretty bad in my knee, and... I got prayed for by my mom, and I was like, okay, I'm just believing this, because this was right before I left town, and the car ride was hurting, like, it it hurt bad, like, I barely could bend my knee, and then I got out of the car, and it was still, like, terrible, like, I couldn't even, couldn't even walk barely on my knee, and my grandpa was there, so I went up to his room, and I was like, you know, I need your help here, like, you need to pray for me, like, my knee, (laughs) and he just prayed. And it was, like, right then and there, like, as soon as he said amen, like, I was ready. Like, I could run a marathon.
1: That's awesome. Which was... So, we've, like, just in our little family unit, we've we've experienced, so not just heard about, not just, like, you know, we've actually seen, we've experienced instant miracles. Mm -hmm. And we've now (laughs) experienced, well, not now, but for a long time, we've also received and experienced ones that took a long time. Yeah. Do you, like, for example, Tim's was a long time. We, we've been praying for, like, over three years.
0: My my new liver was overnight.
1: I was going to say. Like, but up until the liver point, I was praying for you for a long time that God deliver you, right? Yeah.
0: But you so, didn't know I was in liver failure until we actually went to the hospital.
1: Right, right. And, like, there's um, our house. We were praying for that for, for mm-hmm. years, for a long time. And so then when you, when you receive these miracles and you walk into them, the instant miracles versus the long-term miracles, I guess we'll call it, do you feel a difference in those two? There,
0: there's a, um, there is a difference, not in God's miraculous power right. and his authority. Right, right. But the difference is in our our character building. Yes. Are we building a moral constitution and a spiritual constitution that's going to withstand the waves, the winds, the the trials, the tribulations? Yes. If everything was instantaneous, we would always just expect instantaneous. And in human nature, we'd at some point um, get entitled to it. Yeah. So we would be like, wait a minute. This this was supposed to happen right now. It didn't. It must not be the will of God, right? right. You know. So in order for us to be able to uh, understand the will and the divine will and purpose of God, it has to be on His terms. If if it's anything we can rationalize or or look at and and happen in how we expect it to happen, we'll see ourselves in it more than we see Him.
1: Yes. So. I'm going to talk about the house miracle a little bit. I don't know if we talked about fully about that one, but I'm going to kind of hit it just a little bit. So we um, are a family of four and we have a 15-year-old and a Mm 10-year-old and they're boy and girl. And so when Joe first got delivered, we
0: lost our place, lost our
1: place. We got evicted. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And even though the world was crumbling around us, there was peace. Yeah, There was rest because he was free. He was delivered. We were like, we probably could have lived like, you know, in a van (laughs) and we probably would have just been like happy and exuberant with life. Mm. But God was like, no, I'm going to give you better than that. So he actually moved us into a townhome, a, a very nice townhome.
0: Yeah. And at that time, it was like almost new. I mean, it was almost new. It was like, it was like
1: all like I felt like it was like a mansion compared to yeah. our old place. <clears throat> and God just blessed us so deeply with that. Maximus was only two years old. and we fell in love with this place it was it was clean mm-hmm. like there was no alcohol past like it was just like this fresh clean slate yeah and it was amazing and so we started to like build our new life in Christ there and it was probably like i don't even know like you know we had jasmine like 5 years later and then we had two kids but she was just a baby and so like she'd be in our room because it was just a two bedroom and Max had his own room. And then the years kind of just kept progressing. Well, all of a sudden, like, what was it? Four four years ago or five? Yeah. Four or five years ago, we were like, okay, we need a home. Because we have now outgrown this townhome. Yeah.
0: If, as soon as Max hit about seven or eight. Yeah. We realized, like, this is not going to work. But that's the problem with, like comfort complacency yeah because we didn't we were still working on our spiritual yep man and like our spiritual community and so busy digging out of holes yes
1: yes and so once we kind of got that in our mm-hmm. our spirit and our flesh we yeah. had it in both places yeah. <laughs> we're like okay we need to move Mm-hmm. And we're not going to, if we're going to move, we're not going to move to another rental. Like we're buying a house. Okay. Yeah. And so we went on this journey. <laughs> and I say journey because it was.
0: Well, and spiritually, we <laughs> kind of burned down the neighborhood too. Yeah. Um, constantly inviting people to church and witnessing. And then over time, it got there was so often that people would be like, yeah, we're going to come or yeah, thanks for inviting us. And then never showing up that they would get awkward around us. Yeah. And then towards the end there it went from like people not wanting to live debaucherous lives around us. They they would like put their drinks away if we like walked up, you know? Yeah. to where they were like, "You know what? I I'm not going to Yeah. I'm not going to worry about offending anybody, which which is fine. Don't don't put a mask on around me. Don't act like you don't do something. But don't fault me for your convictions.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Conviction
0: only right. comes from the Holy Spirit. Yep. And I think it got to a point where people would kind of avoid us, yeah. because of their convictions. Yeah. And then in turn, the easiest way for you to um, the easiest way for you to cope with conviction, if you're not going to change is to try and fault somebody. You see like grown, you know, people that grew up in a Christian home do that. Yeah. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've heard like a, like a alcoholic 40 year old go, I grew up with my mother cramming the Christianity down my throat. And it's like, that's such a weird thing to say. Mm. Like your mom telling you about Jesus is cramming it physically down your throat. Like, do you understand what you're saying? That's so weird. Mm -hmm. Do your legs not work? (laughs) Like, can you not walk away? You know, like it's such a strange, but that's an offended flesh. Yes. That's an offended mind. That's an offended soul. Mm -hmm. God would that you prosper even as your soul prospers. But if you're, if you're walking around in offense, you know, that's why scripture says a man offended is not easily won because they'll constantly build a case in their favor. Yeah. And then they'll put people around them that, that, condoning I was their behavior say, yeah,
1: that will amplify that yeah
0: that and and they'll they'll actually have a community that says oh yeah my mother crammed my the word down my throat too and in any loving god that's like that i don't want a part of it but but their their eyes have scales yeah they can't see that mom doesn't want them to have an eternity of weeping and gnashing of teeth where the worm never dies yeah you know, like well, a real place. That
1: same conviction, like light and darkness can't share mm-hmm. a space, right? So you'll you'll have people where because of that conviction that they feel around you, they get angry, you know, at you, like kind of what you were just talking about. But what happens is they disappear. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Like all of a sudden you'll be like, "Man, we haven't heard from so and so in a long time." And then come to find out it's because they now just went back into something mm-hmm. or they now decided they don't want any part of this because darkness and light can't go together so if yeah. you if you have these people in your life where all of a sudden they're just like MIA yeah like disappearing start praying for them because yeah. there's something going on that you t- definitely don't want them to be involved in but so with with this home thing though when when we as humans when we get an idea we're re- we're ready for it. Like, mm-hmm. OK, Lord. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're you know.
0: All right, God, I'm ready for this yesterday. <laughs>
1: yeah. You know that we have two kids.
0: God, make this happen a week ago. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know that we're too big for this house. Um, So thanks. Thank you. Right. And I think that's where I think that's where like this level of arrogance comes into play. Yeah.
0: Because we're on time and God's on eternity. Exactly. So he's not bound by by the thought and ramification of what does or does not happen in our life because of the time restraints we've put on it.
1: Yeah. And so we started to look for homes. And... Um, every we decided to look for homes right when they were approximately a million dollars for like a shack. Yeah. Um. Right in 2020, when the prices and interest rates and everything was just going insane, um, is when we we started looking.
0: I started looking probably before that even. Well, just actively, kind
1: of- actively looking. Mm-hmm. Um. And so we're we're just doing this, and it was fail after fail after fail after fail and we weren't finding anything um and just nothing was working and this was actually four years long yeah
0: i actually started to feel embarrassed because like our realtor has been a business associate client like slash friend for a long time yeah so it kind of gets awkward being like you like you don't want to You're the Christian guy. You don't want to look like the guy that's just obsessive and picky. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but you also can't afford to settle.
1: Yeah. Well, and can like, let's just be fully transparent right now. I wanted to buy a house and I didn't have any money. Yeah. I I did not have money.
0: Yeah. Every time we'd build up our savings, something would happen.
1: Yeah. So like normally to buy a house, you need what, like 25 grand in a savings account mm-hmm. so that you can just do all of the purchase and the closing and all that stuff. And we had about three thousand dollars, but there was still something in us where it was like, we know we're supposed to have a house. We know that God's going to give had, us like, a house two prophetic words.
0: We've had prophetic words.
1: words about the house. And
0: I'm, I'm I test the spirit behind the prophecy.
1: Yeah. But there's like in in the in the physical realm there ain't no way you're buying a house right but that's where with
2: what's the verse Luke 13 Luke 137 okay for with God nothing shall be impossible Mm -hmm. Luke
1: 137 for with God nothing is impossible and that is what we were we were in that moment where we're like on the physical none of this looks like it's possible but we just know we're supposed to have this so we grabbed on to that miracle and we chose not to let it go Okay. So it,
0: it also is in Matthew 19 And Jesus said to his disciples, truly, I say to you, it will be difficult for a rich man to get into he- the kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to go into the kingdom of heaven. When his disciples heard this, they were utterly puzzled, astonished, bewildered, saying who then can be saved from eternal death? But Jesus looked at them and said, With men this is impossible, but all things are possible with God. Mm -hmm. Then Peter answered him, saying, Behold, we have left our all and have become your disciples, sided with your party and followed you. What then shall we receive? And Jesus said to them, Truly I say to you, in the new age, the messianic rebirth of the world, when the son of man shall sit down on the throne of his glory you who have become my disciples sided with my party and followed me will also sit on 12 thrones and judge the 12 tribes of Israel
1: so that is the verse that i was tr- was like going more for so with men with men this would be impossible
0: And it goes on to say, and anyone and everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or children or lands for my name's sake will receive many, even hundred times more and will inherit eternal life. But anyone who now are first will be last then, and many who are now last will be first then. Yeah
1: so we had this situation in front of us where it was impossible Hmm. it's not like our our your mind your brain your flesh is like it's not ever going to happen but there's something inside of you that's like god i know this is going to happen this needs to happen i know it's going to happen i don't know how it's going to happen but i'm just going to pray into this But
0: god like no idea comes from nothing right so god puts seed of thought and then we entertain thoughts. We have to be careful entertaining thoughts because the enemy will also put seed of thought in. But when God puts a seed of thought, it becomes consuming. Like we know we're supposed to have something. Right. We, it's not like I, I want to have this. It's like I know this is going to happen. We had the I know. Yes. Um. We, we're an interesting couple in a sense of there's a lot of people that have met us this far into ministry, I was just thinking about this tonight where we have an audience with certain people. We, we have communication and communion with certain people and fellowship that don't realize like I spent like 10 years in the trenches of evangelism in places where God put me where people didn't come there knowing that they were going to receive the gospel the good news yeah so when i when i look at i i've i've met people that are like you know what i feel like i'm called to to be in ministry like i'm going to i'm going to go to seminary and i'm i'm going to get credentialed and i'm going to go into ministry and i'm like oh that's awesome but the best place to learn to be the hands and feet of Jesus and give you the confidence and the testimonies to lead God's sheep is getting out amongst the wolves,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? How can, you, how can you protect sheep from wolves if you've never been out shepherding where the wolves are at, mm. right? Right. They don't shepherd sheep in a barn. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. There's yeah. walls there. There's protection. It's usually a guy and some dogs that are pretty ready to fight, and they go out and they have to take them for pasture, to pasture, because they will eat everything in sight and they'll run out of food. And and unless you got billions of dollars to to buy sheep feed, yeah, you, you have to keep sheep feed. Yeah, you have to keep moving these animals. So it's like the like where we're at now has been. A constant process. Uh-huh. We've had...
1: A constant miracle process. Yeah. Like, I literally feel like it's just miracle after miracle after miracle. So, like, let me finish the house thing quick. So, with this house, because there were moments in time where my kids are with me all the time. Mm-hmm. They And so, they are with me in my highs and lows, even through, like, spiritual things and they have seen so much. Thankfully, they haven't seen like the dark days prior to Joe's testimony because Max was only 2, so it God just like, you know, wiped that out. And so they know Joe as like delivered Joe. And with the house thing though, Maximus and Jasmine, they had to drive with us to every single house that we looked at. They had to spend those 4 years in the back seat with us being like, come on, Lord, help us, lead us. Where do we want to go? What should we do? Should we do this one? And Max, from a child's view of your parents basically having complete faith that God was going to provide, but then it was door being slammed after door being slammed after door being slammed in our faces. Like, tell me what that was like from a child's perspective, watching your parents do that.
0: Kind of sucked. it I mean, sucked yeah. he like yeah he, there was so many times where he was like this is the one i could live here and we're like don't get your horses yeah right near.
1: and like he 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 would get involved with us right like he was starting to look at houses and he was starting our he knew vision more of what
0: was on the market than we did
1: our vision started to become his vision
0: mm-hmm. do you
1: see like do you see how this works here with children our vision started to become his vision.
0: He knows more about real estate than most <laughs> yes. adults now.
1: Yes, and so with with Max, he'd be in the back seat, and honestly, he'd be crabby.
0: Jasmine would be like, "Can we go home now?"
1: <laughs> and what what would you always say, Max? Like you were like, "Can we just buy this one? Can we just buy this one?" Like, did you not say that a million times?
0: You know, we did a lot of things that are not they go completely against the grain of the process for the natural. Um, We'd do random offerings to God of like thousands. Like, God, we're sowing into owning this home. Yes. And most people would be like, why wouldn't you just put that in your savings? Yeah, because we knew that supernaturally God yes. was going to come through. Yeah,
1: there was this one time where we, where I received a bonus. Yeah, I a was, large. I was kind of mad. A large bonus, and I was like, "I'm supposed to give the whole thing mm. in an offering for this like, home." What are you doing? And it, right, like it's just these where it's it's like you get to a point where you're like, God. I want what you want for me. And so I'm just going to give you everything until I get to that point.
0: I was the guy. Yeah. Like, Lord, we tried to cast this demon out and it wouldn't come out. And he's like, you, you have little faith. How how much longer will I have to tarry here with you? Yeah. And then he goes to the father and he's like talking to him about his faith. And he's like, I have faith, but Lord help me with my unbelief. Yeah. (laughs) I was in full on unbelief that day like God worked me out of it but I was not I was like man I went through a process and I I literally said well I trust that she hears from God so I have to trust that her putting this bonus in there when I, we need this this and this yeah is of God
1: yeah and it was it was it was so we there when we were getting to The breaking point, um, where you're, you where you've been praying for a miracle so long that you you start to get extremely attacked mentally. That this ain't ever gonna happen. Hmm. Just give up. It's not ever gonna happen. Know that we
0: should find a nicer rental with more rooms. Yeah, like that thought would come.
1: Yeah, but know that when you're starting to get those thoughts, know that you're really close.
0: You're a few you're a few shovels full away from hitting the vein uh-huh gold
1: like keep keep Stay going keep pressing in and so we got to a point where I was where we were just done we were so done and we were all there like anger honestly was kind of seeping in a little bit and we were just over it and done and a thought hit me where I was like this is a horrible thing to do to your kids hmm. that you're bringing them along with you on this journey. And then all of a sudden, it hit me that if this doesn't come to fruition, what are they going to think about God? Hmm. That you just spent four years like running around looking for this and saying, God, I know that I have a promise from you and I know that like you're gonna do this and I had a word from you and I had a seed of thought and and I've been praying into this and I've been sowing into this. Mm -hmm. I've been sowing into this financially. I've been trying to save as best as I can, Father God, but for some reason it just doesn't seem to be like topping where it needs to top and I don't have the money to do it, but I just know, I know that this is supposed to take place. Four years of that with your kids what is going to happen if it don't happen? They're, they're yeah. now going to mark that in their
0: brains as... You know, I was talking to Brandon today, and we were having a conversation because everything in my life, and he's kind of going through this too, God shows up with 11th hour miracles. He's yes. like, man, I can hear God's voice for everybody in my path. Like, I just get words for them, but when I'm like, God, speak to me, he's like... And I, I, I was like, you know, I've been going through that for like almost 15 years and all I can tell you is it's created a constitution spiritually in me with a moral code of ethics spiritually where when I see other people falling off, mm-hmm. that's when I get my second wind. And I'm like, no, this is God. Yeah. It gives us the, the, the marathon runner, uh, anointing where, where when other people's uh, faculties start to fail mm-hmm. that's when we'll get that glimmer of hope where we're like, oh like even though it nothing looks right like God's gotta be in this yeah
1: yeah and this is this is the beautiful amazing part, right is that you always like God never fails never God never fails. So all of a sudden in October of 2023, after four long years of searching for a home, God gave us a home. And because Max was on this journey with us and very invested because it became his vision now, right? Like you wanted – how bad did you want a house? Like talk talk through that process with me. Like were you so ready to just be in a home?
2: Yeah,
0: I wanted it, yeah.
2: You
1: wanted it bad. And the vision started to become your vision. So well, he
0: had a vision for a gym. And-
1: yeah. But this is the amazing part, though. Um, so what God ended up doing was we we said, okay, this is the house. We're going to do it. But our bank accounts were still not lining up to being able to purchase a home. But that, again, is something that God gave us. And so we're like, we're going to do this. And we put the offering on the house and still did not have all the financing but knew that God was going to come through. We just had this this thing inside of us.
0: You took us on vacation to Florida and spent like 5 grand.
1: <laughs> that well it was a it was a wedding accepted that was already offer. booked. Yeah, like already booked wedding type of thing. So we we would have lost money if we didn't go. Um but we like just needed God to fully work. And so Maximus, it's so funny to me because during that process, the devil was trying to tell me, stop taking your kids on these little spiritual journeys that you're going on with God because something's going to blow up the wrong way and your kids are going to run away from God because of that. And that's such a lie because what ended up happening with, with my kid is we were we needed the final closing costs on that home Um, and all of a sudden Joe and Max are doing a job together and Joe gets a phone call and has to go pick up a check from somebody. And when he goes to pick up the check with Maximus, the check was for $15,000 of what we needed for our final closing costs. Mm. And God allowed Maximus to be right there when that thing happened. I wasn't there. Like This is something where parents have to get it with their children. God didn't put me and Joe in a car together and then he he was like, I'm going to let that call come when you guys are together and your kids are somewhere else. And that's how that amazing experience is going to occur. No, God chose to actually include my child in that process that he's been with us for four years to show my child a sign and a wonder that he is a present God and that your parents aren't crazy and that they do hear from a real God who is very present and allowed him to go to this man's house and pick up that check. And then it was, it was my son and my husband that were able to come home that night and tell me, and then God provided us with that home. And so for, for Max and Jasmine, they now see that insane miracle where they can now not only have that experience with them, but can tell that to them, to future generations. Thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. We are so blessed to have the privilege to share with you. If you haven't already, please connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us by searching at The Real King Podcast. That's at T-H-E, Real King Podcast. The Real King Podcast is recorded in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. It is hosted by Joe and Heidi King, who are joined each week by Christina Santamaria as a moderator and contributor. It is produced and edited by Joe and Heidi King and Carlos and Christina Santamaria. All content is under copyright and all rights are reserved.